we bless you for the entrance of your word brings light and illumination. As we look into your word concerning prayer in this prayer series, thank you for the spirit of supplication is already here. Thank you for the manifestation of the Holy Spirit is always, always welcome in this place. We submit ourselves to the leading of the Spirit of God. Let burdens be removed from this place. Healing take place. Tumors are disappearing. Cancer is disappearing. Sugar diabetes is disappearing in the name of Jesus Christ. I speak healing to marriages, to finances, to jobs, to careers in this place. We thank you and we bless you in Jesus' mighty name. You may have your seats in the presence of the Lord. Amen. All right. So last Sunday, we began on a higher note. We began on gear number two, as my wife had preached the other Sunday. So today we are in gear number three. And I believe with all of my heart that something is going to break forth in this place in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So we are in the prayer series and we have looked at a number of things. Uh, we have seen that prayer is work and it works. Prayer is work and it works. Luke 18 from verse number one. Jesus speaking to his disciples, he says that men ought to pray and not to lose heart. And like I keep on telling us and myself also, that the antidote for losing heart is to pray. When God said that we should pray, it is also included in the Great Commission. Can I hear better? Amen. amen. So we are meant to pray. Tell yourself, I'm meant to pray. Amen. Tell your neighbor, I'm meant to pray. Amen. Prayer is not a preserve of the fivefold ministers. It is not for the pastors, it's not for the prophets, the evangelists, the, uh, the what? The, the teachers. We are also meant to pray as you're also meant to pray. And in the Old Testament, because I will have time to take you through that journey, in the Old Testament you could see that there, was, there were people who were called intercessors. They were given the responsibility of praying. But in the New Testament, there is per se no intercessory ministry. Every one of us is meant to be an intercessor. Say with me, I am meant to be an intercessor. You can do a better job than that. I am meant to be an intercessor. Lord, use me to pray. Can I hear an amen? So God has called us, first of all, to be people of prayer. And God never does anything in this world without praying. See, God needed a prophet called Prophet Samuel. Then Hannah needed a child. So both of them were in need. Uh, forgive me for using those words when it comes to God. But that's the best description I can give. Both of them had a need. All right? God needed a prophet to come. So that in the next couple of years to come, he will anoint David. And David will end up being in the lineage of Jesus. He will end up being in the family genealogy of Jesus. So God had a need. And Hannah had a need. Hannah met God's need. And God in turn met, meets Hannah's need. Can I hear an amen? Yeah. So God will never do anything sadly without men. That is a point you should write. God will never do anything in this world without men. Same case that the devil will never do anything in this world without men. Both of them need men. I pray you be used of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Even in the spread of the gospel, God needs men. If God needed angels, we would not have the fivefold ministers. Talk to me now. If God uh, was to do things by the 24 elders, there was no point of the gifts. The Bible says in Ephesians 4 that when he ascended up high, he gave what? He gave gifts to men. Ephesians 4 from verse number, I believe, 8, 9 there. 
that when he ascended up high, he gave gifts to men. So the fivefold ministers are the gifts given to the body of Christ. That is the pastor, the prophet, the evangelist, because he says in verse number 11, and he gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. Why? For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Why? Till we all come to the knowledge of, uh, to, uh, to, uh, to, uh, to the unity of faith, and to the knowledge of the Son of God, and to a perfect man, and to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Why? So that we may not be tossed henceforth to, uh, uh, to and fro with every wind of doctrine. Praise be to God. So he gave us the gifts of these offices so that we may be equipped. Can I hear better? Amen. Amen. And God is not going to do anything in Kikui without you. Let's talk. God is not going to do anything concerning your family without you. If there is a man to pray, there is a God to hear and a God to answer. Praise be to God. Prayer is work like we saw and it works. I said last Sunday that Muslim prays, monks pray. Buddhists pray, all right? Even Illuminati's pray. There is something uh, the human uh, 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 population in, in, in a way, they know there's something that happens when you pray. The problem is some are praying into the wrong deity. Hallelujah. And I say that prayer is a solemn request for help or expression of thanksgiving addressed to God. So when you don't pray, you're actually saying you don't need God. When you don't pray for your marriage, you're saying, I don't need God. I am all okay by myself. I can do all by myself. When you don't pray for your finances, when you don't pray for your destiny, when you don't pray for your children, you're telling God, me, I'm okay. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise be to God. Amen. How many of you have received visions from God? You have a dream. Now, eh, all right. So you others are... Again, how many of you have dreams? She said, You have a vision, you have a dream, you have an assignment. How many of you have a dream? Yeah? Those dreams will never come because you go to the university. Those dreams will not, will not happen because you have a degree. You can have as many degrees as a thermometer but still you will not be able to achieve the dreams. If your dream is able to happen by your effort, then you don't need God. But for some of us, we know the things God is telling us right now, only his hand can carry us to those things. Can I hear better amen? Uhuru cannot help us. Okay, to see It is a sad reality when you and I, like I said last Sunday, use God as a spare time. God wants us to pray. Say, I will pray. And then we began to look at what you need to know about prayer. And one of the first things that we said was what? The Father knows that you need these things. All right? And number two was what? Did we look at number two? We said it's what? God never interferes with earthly affairs until you and I pray. Let me show you one scripture to prove my point there. Ezekiel 22, verse number 30. Ezekiel 22, verse number 30. We're going to look at it from the King James Version and the Message Translation. One, two, go. And I, God, I sought for a man amongst them that I should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land, 
that I should not destroy, but I found none. God is looking for people to pray. The message translation says, I look for someone to stand up for me against all this. I am reminded of Abraham. God wants to, not even, I don't know what's the right word. God wanted to eradicate, you know, destroy it and crop up. Eradicate means there is nothing left. He wanted to do Sodom, justice. And Abraham comes to God. He knows I am a friend of God. He tells God, if there are 50 people who are righteous in Sodom, will you destroy Sodom together with the righteous? God says no. He begins from five, 50, I think uh, 30, 20, all the way until one. He says, God, if you will find one righteous person in Sodom, will you still destroy Sodom? God says no, I will not do it. Because Abraham was interceding. That is intercession. Yeah. He was telling God. In fact, do you know Moses told God to repent? <laughs> God wanted to destroy the children of Israel. Uh, and God himself, Moses himself, please pay attention, please. And, God, uh, and Moses himself tells God, if you destroy these people, then what was the point of taking them from Egypt into the place of wilderness? And he tells God, repent from that thought. And the Bible says, and God repented. <laughs> Glory to God. The Bible says, and God repented from that thing. That is somebody interceding. Yeah. Until you raise up and begin to intercede for your family. Let me tell you the things you think are generational curses are not really generational curses. It's you permitting them to happen. Can I hear a better amen? amen? Can I hear a better amen? amen? In this series of prayer, I will teach you on the believer's authority. Because some of you don't know you have an authority. Let me give you an example of a believer's authority. I will give you from the best example because any one of you or all of you have ever encountered this. Now, if you're driving in Waiyakiwe, you lost, you lost somewhere to say I'm driving. I'm driving. Yeah, that's prophetic. All right, okay. So if you're walking there. <laughs> All right, if you're driving your Mercedes Benz, yes, compressor, yes. palm white, yes. you're driving in Waiyakiwe, and in Waiyakiwe, between 100 meters, there is no traffic lights. And out of the blues, a police officer steps into the road. What will you do? Will you hoot? No. Will you hoot? A normal person, you hoot. A police officer, you will not hoot. You will actually slow down. You will actually roll down your windows to find out what's happening. He may not be a traffic police officer. Oh, glory to God. But the fact that he has a crown, he has a shield, he has uniform, whether he's a cadet, you will still stop. That is the believer's authority. He doesn't need the OCS or the base commander to come there to stop the traffic. He knows by the fact that I have this uniform. Oh, glory to God. That is your authority in Christ Jesus. Can I hear better amen? Say with me, God. Say with me, God. We never do anything without me. Trust me. God has incremented himself. God has already incremented himself that he can never do anything without God, without you. I will show you. Amos 3, verse number 7. 
New King James Version. Amos 3, verse 7. Surely the Lord God does to some men. One, two, go. Surely. Amos 3, 7. Surely. The Lord does nothing unless he reveals. Uh-uh, uh-uh. One, two, go. Surely the Lord does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants. Unless he does what? He reveals his secrets to his servants and the prophets. That is why when we are preaching the gospel, we are actually revealing his secrets. Praise be to God. He does nothing until he reveals. So you see here, he's, he's doing a tempting between us and him. That should make you pray. That should make you pray. That God has already done his part. He's now waiting for you and I to pray. Praise be to God. Amen. So we figured there last Sunday. That was the last point. A closed mouth is a closed destiny. I encourage you to go to our WhatsApp group and get the audio. Also in, on our Telegram, uh, whatever, you can get the audio. And even on YouTube, the video for last Sunday is there. Yes, you can go there. And God bless you guys in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So today, 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 I want us to talk about the fourth point. Uh, the fourth point is related to what we, uh, we, we ended up discussing last Sunday concerning prayer and words. Prayer and words. Prayer and what? Prayer and words. Let me begin by saying, people of God, are you learning something? Yes, sir. Let me begin by saying, words are very powerful. Words are very, very powerful. Can I hear an amen? amen? You are a function of what you keep on saying. What you keep on verbalizing is what you are. Actually, out of your belly, that's what you're, being, you're, you're bringing out. If you keep on thinking about negative stuff, that is exactly what you are thinking. And much of our prayer lives, much of our prayer is not getting results because of us negating these prayers. You are trusting God for healing in your prayer, uh, prayer uh, closet. Then when you step out, you begin to speak negative. You begin to speak uh, uh, contrary to the word of God. Can I hear an amen? I want to show you the power of words. Then I show you what, why it's important to speak positively and not positive energy. You speak the scriptures. There's a generation that is coming that is speaking, that is coming that they have positive energy. There is nothing like positive energy for the believer. The, the positive words we speak are the words of Christ, the word of God. Can I hear an amen, people of God? Let's look at Joshua chapter 6, verse number 1. It's a story that you know. The Bible says that now Jericho was straightly shut. Let's look at the, yes, let's look at that so that we can be on the same page. Now Jericho, I want to hear you reading. Now Jericho was securely shut up. Because of the children of Israel, none went out and none came in. I told you when you're reading the Bible, pay attention to details. So let me ask questions. We are talking about which nation here? Which city here? Jericho. Jericho. The Bible is telling you what has, has happened to Jericho. It was securely shut. And then it's telling you that the children of Israel could not get into or out of Jericho. So it was in a nutshell, a fortified city. Yes. All right, verse number two. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, 
I have given Jericho into your hand. Look at how God works. God, I have been telling you, is so futuristic. God is not speaking to Joshua in the now that Jericho is shut. He is telling him what he has already done. Jericho is fortified. That is the physical thing. Jericho is fortified. Nobody can go in. Nobody can come out. That is what God is telling Joshua. Nobody can go. Uh, the scriptures are telling us. Nobody can go into Jericho. Nobody can come out of Jericho. But now Joshua is looking at it from that aspect of verse number one. God is looking at the place of victory. I have already given you Joshua. It's the very thing that we, we usually do. You don't have money. You keep on speaking about, I don't have money. God wants you to speak that I am surrounded with favor. Listen to me, people of God. Our currency is not the Kenyan currency. It's not the dollar. It's not the pound. Our currency is faith. The Bible says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things hope, uh, not seen. The Amplified says that, now faith is the title deed. That's what the Amplified says. It says, faith is the title deed. Now, if you have a title deed, you can only tell me you have physical land, but you don't know perhaps where the land is. Can I hear the amen? Faith is your title deed. God is telling us here, now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see, and the conviction of the reality. So when God tells you use your faith, he has already given you a title deed. You may not see the physical thing, but this is the title deed. Can I hear better in there? Now let's go to verse number two. And the Lord said to Joshua, see. Because you cannot begin to pray the right way until you begin to see the right way. You've got to see things in the right way. Remember the scripture we read when we were praying in Job 22? That the righteous seed and they are glad. Can I hear an amen? amen? You've got to see your marriage working and it's glad in your eyes. Amen. The Bible says when God created, he said what? And everything I'm creating, it's good. It's good. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise be to God. Amen. Can I hear an amen? amen? The Bible says, see, I have given you that fortified city. See, I have given you the impossible. Oh, glory to amen. God. See, I have given you church land. See, I have given you a husband. I have given you wife. I have given you children. See, oh pastor, I may not have these things. Don't speak where you are. Speak where you want to be. Glory to God. See, I have given Jericho into your hand. I'm not planning to give it when you go to Jericho. Because faith is crazy. Faith acts and then the action comes later. Glory to God. He says, See, I have given you Jericho. Amen. This is preceding the fact that you shall surround Jericho seven times. Yes. First, God wants you to have victory in your heart. Yes. That when you step in, oh, you already yes. it's done. Oh, yes. I know it's done. Oh, yes. I may not have the money, oh, but yes. the vision is done. Oh, yes. Praise be to God. Amen. That is why if you are expecting a baby, go buy some stuff, man. Yes. Go buy some cot, yes. some, some powders. Yes. Praise be to God. Amen. Can I hear an amen? Ununue shampoo. Socks. Socks. If you're planning to get married, hey, shop around for where you want to go for honeymoon. 
Amen. The Bible says that is calling those things that are not. As though they are. Amen. See, I have given Jericho Amen. into your hand. And not only Jericho, it's king. That is a principality. And the mighty men of there. Praise be to God. Verse number three says what? You shall march around the city. See, he has already given him assurance. I have given it to you. So when you're marching, you're not marching with your words. He gave it to me. Jericho is mine. It is mine. I possess it. It is mine. It is mine. It is mine. You may be fortified, but you're mine. You may not be working, but you're mine. Hallelujah. He says it is mine. And remember, it is seven days of marching. So I believe the fourth day, things were not looking like they are going to happen. But they are still marching. It is mine. It is mine. We are taking over Kikuyu. It may be fortified, but we are taking over Kikuyu. There is no limitation. We are taking over. We are taking over. Marriages are being healed. Marriages are being healed. So when the seventh day came, they were not supposed to march. They were to shout in victory. Because in the spirit it was done. Oh, yes. Praise be yes, to God. Amen. What would happen if you knew in your Lord that though he was rich, yet for my sake yes, he has become poor, that through his poverty I am rich. What would happen in your inner man when you know that the life of God is in me? From the crown of my head to the sole of my feet, I carry the very life of God. So if I have a wrong kidney, I just need to say, kidney, come. A new kidney comes in the name of Jesus Christ. I have the zoe, the zoe, the zoe. I am not supposed to die like a chicken. I have the life, the very life of Jesus is in me. What will happen when you know that the spirit of God is in you? Very soon in this prayer uh, uh, series, we're going to look at the Holy Ghost as your prayer partner. Can I hear an amen? Amen. What will happen when you know that the Spirit of God is in me? The Spirit that raised up Jesus is in me. Oh, Jesus that was raised up by the Spirit is in me. Romans 8, 11. But if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in me, he that raised up Christ shall revitalize. Oh, I have the revitalizing Spirit. My marriage is being revitalized. That is how you pray, people of God. You don't pray. You don't pray the predicament. You pray the result. Amen. Amen. Praise be to God. Amen. Praise be to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Glory. Now jump to verse 26 because of time. Verse 26. So they have already taken Jericho. Alright? Are you following me people of God? Alright, good. So they have already taken what? Now Joshua charged them at the time saying what? Cast be the man before the Lord. Read together with me. Cast be the man before the Lord who rises up and builds the city of Jericho. He shall lay his foundation with his firstborn. And with his youngest, he shall set up a Did this man pray? No, talk to me. Did this man pray? No. Did this man pray? No. Uh, please talk to me. Come on, Yomba, you know I'm calling. What did this man do? He said, Hey, church, church, please talk to me. Did this man pray? What did he do? He just spoke once. He said, What? Cast be the man before the Lord who rises up and builds this city of Jericho. Meaning, by the time they were done, Jericho was ash. Nothing. 
from fortified to nothing. Because when you're talking about building a city, it means there is nothing more. Praise be to God. So Joshua spoke. I want to tell you these words were so powerful that they lasted 500 years and the promise came to pass. I will show you from the scripture. From between Joshua chapter number 6, the events took place. 500 years later, suddenly, it happened. Show us 1 Kings 16.34. Power of your words. Be very careful with your words. Be extremely careful with your words. Read together with me. In his days, level of Bethel. Build what? Remember, curse is the man who is going to do what? Build Jericho. Alright, in his days of Bethel, uh, build Jericho. He laid his foundation with Abiram, Abiram, his firstborn. The firstborn died. And with the youngest son, he set up its gate according to the word of the Lord, which he had spoken through Joshua. There is nothing like empty words. Where Samatuko broke? And then Unashanga. Words are eternal. The only way to counter negative words is to speak positive words. Right now, you are actually battling in your marriage, in your finances, in anything, based on the words you spoke. God can, the power of prayer can never help you as long as you're negative. As long as you're negative, the God of heavens can never help you. This man spoke, son, in Joshua 6. It took 500 years. The person that decided to make Jericho, he paid it with words spoken 500 years ago. You were not there when, you, when your grandmother and your grandfather were there. Some of you were younger. All right? Some of you, uh, 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 you were not there when your mom and your dad were meeting. You were never there when your parents are speaking. Some of them, because it's human nature, they can speak negative things. That is why you have the power of praying. Yes, you counter words. Praise be to God. Amen. Can I hear the amen? amen? That is why you should have moments of prayer every single day and affirm yourself in the word of God. I am above and not beneath. I am the head and not the tail. Oh, I am loved. Some of you rejection in the Puchapa because people spoke. You are battling rejection, depression, suicidal spirits because people say they don't love you. See the power of words. Marriages break because of what? Words. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise be to God. Amen. Don't you realize the Bible says, be angry and don't sin? The Bible allows you to be angry. Tells you don't sin. Because when you're angry, you can speak. And when you speak certain words, I tell you, you can't take them back. I'm helping you. I am helping you. There is no dustbin for words. What you keep saying, you will have it. The Bible tells us that life and death are in the power of your tongue. And you shall eat the fruit thereof. So you can eat the fruit of death, you can eat the fruit of life. You have to verbalize the word of God. Can I hear the amen? amen. Praise be to God. Amen. Let me show you some few things concerning words because I want us to scatter. Okay, you are not a scattering child, but I want us to scatter those evil, those funny words you'll be. Listen, listen, Ken. 
When you don't have money, don't say I'm broke. Don't say I'm broke. Ecclesiastes uh, chapter number 7 says that money answered it. Mr. Masharia, if I tell you a speaker answered it, it means the speaker hears. See you quickly. If the Bible says money answered it, it means money can hear. So when you say you're broke, they tell each other, Buddha, this man doesn't need us to share. Can I hear better amen? amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hey, talk to me. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you learning something? Yes. Number one, some things you need to know about words. Number one, words are eternal. Words are eternal. Every word that comes out of your mouth is never a waste. They may not be seen today, but one day they will bear fruit. You may, you may have been speaking positive or negative, but soon your words will catch up with you. I will show you from the scripture. This is Jesus, so that you don't say it's me. Jesus says in Matthew 12, verse 36, the message Bible. I want you to clear your throat because I already made tea for you and mandazis. I want us to read these scriptures with a punch. The reason why I encourage people to read scriptures is so you internalize. All right? One, two, go. See, this is Jesus saying, let me tell you something. Okay, one, two, go. Let me tell you something. Aha. Uh -huh. Everyone who is careless what is going to come back to God. Aha. Uh -huh. There will be a time of reckoning. Alright. Aha. Uh -huh. Aha. Uh -huh. What can also be a Who spoke? Jesus. Not me. He says, let me tell you something, saints. Every one of these careless words is going to come back to haunt you. Ah? Uh, ah? Uh, are you seeing there? Oh, yes. When you're angry with your spouse, you're better off leaving. Go drive. Don't talk. When you're angry about your children, don't, don't talk. Eh? Yeah. Your legs. Walk. Walk. Don't speak. Walk. Some of us have really battled by words were spoken by our mothers. I remember one time, Muzaye Aliniambiaga, we we ngobe. No mere That is great to say, you are a cow. It is only grass you don't. Yeah, potato leaves, yes. Mereo is potato leaves. You, yes. Yes. Sweet potato meat. No. Mereo is sweet potato leaves. Imagine. Imagine internalizing, Mr. Francis, as a young guy, internalizing a cow. Young my dad can say I'm a cow. Was it the reason why I'm called Wanjao? I tell you, I battled with that thing from uh, primary to secondary. He will, tell him, he will tell me, my son, I love you, but I will still remember those words. I will fail in any subject. I will remind myself, I'm a cow. Cows don't get this thing. Can I hear better amen? Now that I am a father, 
I reaffirm my sons. I tell them, you guys are going to buy me some stuff. Can I hear the amen? I, I tell them I see potential. I see you becoming doctors. I don't tell them to become pastors. If they want to become pastors, it's okay. But I tell them, when I look at you, I see greatness. Because I know the power of what? Can I hear the amen? I will look for a story I heard about the uh, uh, movie Awori Famine. I was told that all of them became engineers, doctors, and staff, and bankers. And their reference was that their parents used to affirm them while they were young. See the effect. Can I hear the amen? Don't tell your kids when you jinga kama babako. They're internalizing. They're internalizing. And very soon, you jinga udisema, utayona. Praise be to God. When you mess up, does God tell you that? No. Huh? Is God rude on you? No. Then don't be rude to your children. Praise be to God. He says what? Words are powerful. There will be a time of reckoning. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. You cannot be speaking like this world. Hallelujah. You cannot be saying that things are hard. Yes, it's a fact they are hard. But what is the truth? The Bible says you shall know the truth. And the truth shall set you free. It is a fact we are in a pandemic. But what is the truth? Huh? What is the truth? He wants us to pro prosper in all things. That is the truth. Praise be to God. He says what? Words are powerful. Take them seriously. Take them seriously. And that's why Jesus, last Sunday I see, he was saying don't pray like the Gentiles because they keep on repeating the same thing. Jesus did not mean don't repeat things per se. He meant keep on repeating the scriptures. That is where power is. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Say with me, I will speak positively. In the name of Jesus Christ. You call those things that are not as though they are. I am raising a church. Praise be to God. I am raising a church by the help of the Holy Spirit. Where a time will come, you will not need to call me. Oh, pastor, we are sick. No problem. Please, neglect, neglect. Eh? No problem calling me when you're sick. No problem calling me when you're in issues. But I'm waiting for a day you will call me, Pastor, I was sick. I began to decree the word of God. And look what the Lord has done. That is what I want. Praise be to God. I know some pastors don't want that. But that is spiritual growth. When you can lead people to Christ, it's spiritual growth. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Number what? Number two. Number two. And that is why it's important what you also put on your WhatsApp status. Very important. Let your status be preaching and bringing life. Number two. Words reveal the condition of your heart. Words reveal the condition of your heart. What is in your heart is what you shall speak. What is in your heart is what you shall live. If you are full of the word of God, you shall speak the word of God. Luke 6.45. Luke 6.45, New King James Version. A good man, out of the, uh, the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. See how important it is. 
Before you begin to pray, begin correcting yourself. Hallelujah. Amen. Am I helping somebody who is being helped here? Begin to correct your heart. Najua, the man is drinking. I know. The Holy Ghost knows. The devil knows. And you also know. But what are you saying? What are you saying? Hallelujah. What would have happened if me and my wife kept our mouth shut concerning church? There was a time we were two or three gathered. Right now, by the leading of the Spirit, I am telling you, we are out of here. Apa tunatoka. Apa tunatoka. Apa tunatoka. I am telling you the truth. It will be like a dream. It will be Psalm 127. It will be like a dream. But we keep to, kept on saying, oh, we see ourselves as, as a mega church. The way I'm preaching right now is the way I preached the first day. And it's the way I will preach when we are a thousand people. Oh, glory to God. When you are 2,000, 3,000, 10,000. Praise be to God. What are you seeing? What has been in, in abundance in your heart? What is coming out of your heart? Is it that you're blessed? The Bible says, out of your heart, your mouth will speak. Praise be to God. The New Living Translation says, what you say flows from what is in your heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. The third point, because I want us to take some time and pray. The third point, words reveal and shape our mindsets. Words reveal and shape our mindsets. You are what you are today because of the words you spoke yesterday. You will be what you will be tomorrow because of the words you say today. Remember like the Bible says in Matthew 12, 36, where we read that words are powerful. Words can be your salvation. Words can also be your damnation. Hallelujah. Amen. If you don't believe God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants, then chances are you will not speak in agreement with the word of God. And most likely, you have a wrong mindset. How do you correct a wrong mindset? By renewing your mind. Don't remove your head. The Bible says that uh, 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 do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. Not by the removing of your mind, but by the renewing of, of your mind. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Romans there, Romans 12, 2. Can we see the New Living Translation? It says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God, trans let God transform you into a new person by changing. By doing what? Talk to me. By doing what? Say with me, God, you have the liberty to change the way I think. You see there, the Bible says when God changes the way you think, then you will learn to know God's will. When God changes your paradigm shift, alright? He says here, you will know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise be to God. Amen. Some of us are coming from broken homes. God wants to change your mindset that marriages work. Trust me, marriages work. Marriages work. Marriages work. Praise be to God. Amen. Praise be to God. Amen. You have got to begin saying marriages work. I know there's a devil. I know he has some funny stuff he does. But I equally know that Jesus defeated this devil. 
and is under my feet. So I am not praying for victory. I am praying from the point of victory. Praise be to God. This is the new type of thinking. This is what I want you to think. Hallelujah. Your words can only change when you have a God mindset. Let's look at 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 from verse number 16. The New Living Translation. 2 Corinthians 3.16. It says what? But whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Alright? This is talking about the contrast between the law of Moses and the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Alright? But whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. For the Lord is the spirit. And wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Say, I have freedom. I have freedom. So you see, you don't need to be held by strongholds. You already have freedom. Freedom is mine. Alright? Freedom is mine. Verse number 18 says, So all of us who have, who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into the glorious image. Praise be to God. So far, are you getting me? Are you understanding me? I'm going to be showing you the character of Jesus. Man, when I read the, the character of Jesus, I am amazed, man. I am amazed. Jesus knew the Father loves him. <laughs> he was so secure, he knew the Father loves him. Praise be to God. He knew he has to finish his assignment. He knew he will not drown. His death was not to die by drowning. It was for the cross. Hallelujah. And that's how your mindset should be. Number what? Number four, what you say, you will have it. What you say is uh, you will have it. What you have been saying will catch up with you. Words are like seeds. When you speak something out, you give life to what you're saying. Look at what the Bible says in Proverbs 18, verse 21. I want you to read together with me one to go. Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life. Hold on. Hold on. One, two, go. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Uh-huh. And those who love it so where is death? Where is life? Can we extrapolate this scripture? Yes. Okay. Extrapolate means let's let's do it. Let's dissect it. Yeah. He says that death and life. Number one, pay attention to what? Details. Pay attention to what? People talk to me. Pay attention to details. Did he say life and death? He began with what? Because there are things that must die first. There are things that must die first. Then you begin to speak life. For example, divorce must die in your life. In your family tree. Insufficiency. Sickness and diseases. Praise be to God. Who said that others have good DNA? Your family DNA is the one that has these funny, funny, funny diseases. You have got to speak that uh, uh, I know you're coming from diabetes and hypertension family. That family, that the old family. But the Bible says that have been translated from the a diabetic family to the kingdom of his dear son. If Jesus never had diabetes, I refuse to die and get diabetes. That is how you pray. He says, death and life. 
are in the power of your tongue. So you kill some things, you bring to life some other things. And those who love it, if you're loving some dead things, that's the fruit you'll have. He says there, and those who love it, what, either death or life, you will eat the fruit. I am going to speak life. Living Bible says what, Sally? Oh, I know you don't have it. Let me read for you. Those who love to talk will suffer the consequences. That's what it says. I choose to open up my mouth. I say I choose to open up my mouth. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. I will speak the word of God. I will announce the word of God. I will decree the word of God. The Bible says you shall decree a thing and shall come to pass. Not God, you. You. God is not going to say it. You. Listen to me. Men have died for saying the wrong things. The Bible is letting us know that life and death are in the power of the tongue. What is alive in your what is what is alive in your life and needs to die? Speak to it. What is dead that needs to be alive? Speak to it. Mark 11:23. Mark 11:23. We see it from the New King James. For assuredly I say to who? To you. Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. Uh-huh. And does not doubt in his heart. But believes that those things he says are done. Uh-huh. 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 Alright, let's let's read the translation I love, the, the King James Version. What does the King James Version say? Uh-huh. 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 Aha, 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 Alright. Okay. So we again are going to extrapolate this scripture. And remember when I told you about Bible interpretation, I said what? For you to understand the flow, you need to read the pretext, the text. And the after text. So we are going to go a couple of scriptures up there. Let's begin from verse number what? Let's begin from verse number 19. Verse number 19. And, and when even was come, he went out of the city. And in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. So now we know the story. We know for Mark 11, 23 and 24 to happen, there is a story that had happened. So Jesus was walking. He was hungry. He saw a fig tree. He wanted fruit from the fig tree. What did Jesus do? He cast the fig tree. He used words. Cast the fig tree. And in the morning, we are seeing what? Because Jesus spoke to the fig tree. He never brought forth fruit. All right? Uh-huh. Now verse 21. And Peter calling to remember. Now Peter is remembering what Jesus did. Yeah. Say unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou castest is withered away. Alright? Alright? And Jesus answering said unto him, Have faith in God. Please talk to me. Have what? Faith in God. Trans- the correct translation there should say, Have the faith of God. The very faith that God has, have it. 
Are you seeing that? Oh, yes. He says, have the faith of God. I'm having faith in God. Verse 23. For verily I say unto you. So now Jesus is showing them how it happened. How I was able to bring results. Oh, yes. My results were how? Number one, I have the faith of God. Mm -hmm. Hey, powerful. I have faith in God. I have faith in the person I believe in who answers prayer. And then he tells them, For verily I say unto you, all right, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, was Jesus speaking to a mountain? No. He spoke to what? A fig tree. Good. So your mountain could be house rent. Your mountain could be sickness. Your mountain could be barrenness. So let's read from that context. For verily I say unto you, that whoever shall say to sickness, this sickness, be thou removed, and be thou cast out into the sea. That is the first thing you should do. And shall not doubt in his heart, because doubt comes when you're not reading your word, reading the word of God. And shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he is speaking, See that progression. Have the faith of God. Say to that thing, don't doubt in your heart. Believe what you're saying. He says what? He shall, shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever. Whatsoever is anything. Praise be to God. You shall have it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, people of God. Amen. Say anything I want, I have it. Amen. Can we look at the new, new Living Translation? What does the Bible say? Are you learning something? Yes. Oh, yes. All right. Yeah, begin from, let's begin from verse number 23, because of time. 23. I tell you the truth. So, so you tell me the truth. Okay. I tell you the truth. One, two, go. We tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain. You must believe that it will happen and don't have doubt in your heart. Praise be to God. Amen. I told you and I will repeat it again for emphasis sake. God speaks futuristic. When God speaks to you, he tells you how the future is. You have got to keep on speaking the future until you see the future. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise be to God. Amen. Are you learning something? Oh, yes. Yes, sir. Yes. So he said, uh, Jesus told them Yes, because you see, uh, Jesus was also talking to them in the reality of trust. See, see, see you remember Jesus saying, that uh, what must we do to work the works of God? He says what? To believe in the one God sent him. So he was saying, you are seeing what I am doing. And I keep on referring to this father that has sent me to do these things. I want you to have the same faith I have. Because he knew at that particular time, they didn't have the Holy Spirit. Yeah. The Holy Spirit was just um, amongst them, but he was not in them. All right? So he was telling them, have the faith of God, but it will be fulfilled when I die, when I rise up. Because in Romans, let's go there. Let's go to Romans. Let me show you something. In this church, we ask questions, by the way, so that you learn. Uh, let's go to Romans. 
Let's look at uh, chapter 12, verse number 3. Let me show you something. He says what? For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is amongst you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to, uh, to ought, ought to think, to think soberly. Why? As God has dealt to each one, the, the King James Version is the best because it says, the measure of faith. Definite article. So right now, you, us as believers, we don't increase in faith. There is no strong faith, weak faith, needy faith. This is recording the Gospels. Right now, our faith grows as we know Christ. God has given you, every man has been given, me. It's a definite article. When you're talking about a definite article, William Zongo, when you're talking about the definite article, T-H-E, it means there is no other bigger than that. Alright? God has given each one of you the measure of faith. And that's why 2 Corinthians, let's go back to 2 Corinthians 4.13. 2 Corinthians 4.13. We have in what? Someapo. We have in which spirit of faith that was in Jesus, that was in Paul, that was in Peter, that was in with the apostles. We have in that same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believe, and therefore I have spoken. Are you getting it? Right now, you are not weak in faith. You are weak in knowledge. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You're not weak in faith. You're weak in knowledge. That is why in the New Testament, I am fast forwarding to the prayers of Paul. In the New Testament, Paul doesn't now pray for us to have. He prays for us to know. He doesn't pray for us to have. Look at Ephesians 1.17. Let's look at it. Ephesians 1.17. Even if I'll have to stop there, it's okay. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. In what? In what? The, the root word translated knowledge there is epignosis. It means full, precise, definite, revealed knowledge. So as a New Testament believer, I have the mental amplitude capacity to grasp wisdom. He says that you may give him the spirit of wisdom. So here I don't pray, God give me wisdom. Lord, I have the spirit of wisdom. I make sound judgments. That's how you pray. Because the same Paul tells us, Christ has been made unto us wisdom. So I don't pray for wisdom. I have it in me. I have it in me. He says the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge, the full, exact, precise knowledge of Christ. So as you know more about Jesus, the more you know Jesus, the wiser you are. The more you know Jesus, the more revelation you have. Because there is no more revelation after Jesus. Praise be to God. He says that you may receive the spirit of wisdom. Look at Colossians 1.9. Praise be to God. I'm actually feeling like I can run right now. These prayers make me go gagas. For this cause, we also, since the day we had it, 
do not cease to pray for you. What is Paul praying for them? And to desire that you may be filled filled with what? Filled with a precise, accurate, revealed knowledge of his will. So the New Testament believer does not pray, God show me your will. We don't pray for the will of God. We don't pray to know the will. We don't pray, God, show me your will. He says, I am praying that you may be filled. So how do you pray? Oh Lord, I am filled with your will. I am filled with the knowledge of your will. In all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Father, I have all wisdom. I have wisdom to raise my children. I have wisdom for ministry. When people come to ask me questions, I have the wisdom of God. The wisdom that was in a hit of hair is multiplied in me. That's how I pray. That's how I pray. Praise be to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You go back to Ephesians 1.17. He says, the eyes of your inner man be flooded with light. Why did he pray for light? Because the Upper in a sermon, the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. The Amplified says, the eyes of your heart be flooded with light. Because the New Testament believer can never do anything if he doesn't have light. So Paul is saying, pray that you see light of what Jesus has already done. You are not fulfilling what Jesus did. He wants you to know what he has done. That's the prayers of Paul. We shall look at them in Jesus' name. So, remember... Yes, question. There is no silly questions. James 1? Mm-hmm. 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 Okay, try to call you James. What are you doing? I'm going to go to the Alright, Ebu Soma Potuone. Tuanzie, Tuanzie, chapter 1. Verse 1. James, a born servant. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad. Greetings. Even this one is okay. We say it when you're reading the Bible, you do what? Have I answered your question? You, I've already answered. All right. I said we do what? Let's start. We said what? We pay attention to details. James, a born servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to who? So James is writing to who? Of who? The twelve tribes of? No. See, some may have according to doubt. <laughs> to the so the main message is the, to the 12 tribes of Israel. Now, you guys are messing me up. Now you're messing my nini, my sermon. <laughs> now, the apostle Paul, let me ask you. Peter was the apostle to who? To the Jews. Okay, turn to Biblia. Galatians. Galatians 1. Peter. Galatians chapter 1. Galatians chapter number 1. That's why I tell you to carry your Bibles. Um, 
tuanze from verse 15. Galatians 1:15. But when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace to reveal his son in me, this is Paul now speaking, to reveal in me that I may preach him among the Gentiles. Pay attention to scriptures. He is called to preach among who? The Gentiles. So the ministry of Apostle Paul is to who? The Gentiles. The ministry of Apostle James is to who? The Jews. The ministry of Peter is to who? The Jews. Is to who? The Jews. So, Bible interpretation season two, I will begin to show you that even Peter, there were times he was speaking to the house of Israel. Yet it's in the New Testament. But he's speaking to the house of Israel. And there are times he's speaking to the church. That's why you need to be very careful. Even in the New Testament, here he's telling you, I am be called to go and preach to the Gentiles. I did not immediately confirm with flesh and blood, all right? Nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me. But I went to Arabia and returned again to then after three years, I went up to to see who? So Peter was Musea Kanisa. Paul had already been now converted, but Peter was already an apostle. Alright. And remained with him? Fifteen days. Except who? Who is James now? And James is the one who's who's written the book of James. Alright. Okay. Let's continue. Now concerning the things which I write to you, indeed before God I do. All right. Okay. Oh, hold on. I show you another scripture. Um, Twenty chapter two, verse eleven. Now when Peter had come to Antioch, I withstood him to the face because he was to blame. For before that, certain came from James. He did not eat with them. So you see, they were already given ministries, but there was a contention here. Actually, what was happening, when Peter is not with the Jews, anahanga magentiles, anakula, anakula, akiyono majizu, anakama, asema, atuko pamoja, atuko mix. That is why India, your contention, inatokea hapa. So many. For before that certain came from James, he did eat with the Gentiles. But when they were for before certain men came from James, he would eat with the Gentiles. But when they came, he is talking about Peter. But when they came, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing those who were of them. So Alikwa, and I feel to hang, because of the law, because they were still handling the law here. These are contentions. So that's why in the Bible interpretation, actually, Ukisoma Acts, Bado Akopa Law, chapter 2, chapter 3, chapter 4, Law in Azako Potele, chapter 9. And the rest of the Jews also played the hypocrite with him, so that even Barnabas, who was later with Paul, was carried away with their. Alright? But when I saw that they were not straightforward about the truth of the gospel, I said to Peter, Sasa Unim say, a student telling the pastor, Oh, glory to God, may that day never come. In Jesus' name. I said to Peter before them all, If you, being a Jew, live in the manner of Gentiles, and not as the Jews, 
Why do you compel Gentiles to leave as Jews? So you need to understand, because here is now giving a contrast. Apostle Paul, Gentiles. The other apostles, Jew, house of Israel. Never forget that. So when you're reading the New Testament epistles, aside from Paul, James, the book of Hebrew, you need to see it also in the lenses of who is it addressing to. Because God is still speaking to the house of Israel. Even Paul, Romans 10, somewhere there, he's speaking to the house of Israel. That they, with, without, without zeal of knowledge, or may cut out the gospel. So, when is it? The Zima directly divide. That's why season two is coming. Season two is coming. And now I'm lost. So, do we pray? Because <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Yeah? Yes, Ulisa too. Are you learning something? Yes, oh, yes. Ulisa too. Not really per se. I, I don't want to go into that because at Wazi Maliza, I will, see, you know, I usually take you guys slowly until I, we arrive to that, that part, yeah? So are we, we are going to, because there are parts of, uh, you see, like James, there's a scripture he says, draw, sorry, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cindy, now, with the wisest self that you are, is that practical? That means you're practicing the law. The more I draw, the more you will come. Yet God, in a negative scriptures in Guinea, that God is the very present help. That he will never leave you nor forsake you. So you need to understand, when he was writing, draw near to God, and I will draw near to you. Who was he addressing? What was the condition being addressed? Paul, the church of Corinth, was a church of backsliders. Because you're going to look at a, a someone I'm calling martyrs in Corinth. Hey. They, were, they were sleeping. They were, a, a man was sleeping with his father's wife. Paul never told them about the condition. He kept reminding them, don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? He kept reminding them of their identity in Christ. So the reason why we did season one of Bible interpretation is because this is a lot of meat. Yes. Hallelujah. So Sasanini, okay. Where were we before these guys asked that question? Number four. Eh, what was number four? <laughs> what was number four? What you say is what you will have. And by the way, let me ask you, are you listening to these audios? Cloud space. Are you listening to these audios? Are you listening? All right. So you will have whatever you say. And let me allow me to finish there because um, uh, I already have given you some meat to eat. But I want us to pray. Praise be to God. I want us to do what? I want us to do what? I want us to do what? I want us to.